0: Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Sherry Johnson from Central West Virginia. Thank you for joining me today, Sherry.
1: Thank you for allowing me to
0: have this opportunity. Well, Sherry, I love the Christmas season, and we have a lot to celebrate. And you have just come through some things, and you're celebrating in a new way this year. Talk to our listeners today about that.
1: Well, I certainly am celebrating in a new way this year. It's a whole lot more gratitude, I think, that I've had in the previous years. Uh, on May 20th of, this, of 2018, um, I was going to church on my, just doing my regular busy routine, and it was a special event at our church, and I was running up and down the stairs and trying to get everything in place for our churches like so many women do, and started feeling chest pain, and... Um, Just wiped it off to stress. I also felt pain down my arm. I felt pain in my jaw. And all of which, those are classic symptoms of a heart attack, which I just refused to accept that that's what it was and uh, just ignored it and went on about my day. I went on to another meeting after church that day and (laughs) had the same symptoms again. Again, I ignored them and went on about my business, trying to get in all of the different activities that I had on that given Sunday. I had a missionary at my house who had come from Africa and was staying with us for a few weeks, and so I wanted to take care of him and make sure that all of his needs were met. And while I was meeting the needs of everybody around me, I wasn't meeting the needs of myself. And um, on that Monday after that, I had, again, another episode. into the emergency room and they started running tests, it seemed like um, all havoc broke loose and uh, things started that were beyond my control and I was immediately transferred out because we live in a very, very rural part of of West Virginia and so there certainly wasn't a heart doctor on staff at our local hospital, but the, the staff that was there took good care of me, but they transferred me out to another hospital. And uh, even that was a miracle. In that, um, I, I really, when I realized that I had, they had told me they did a heart cast, and I realized that I had had a heart attack. And I just trusted it to God. I was, I had peace. And I would have never imagined that that would have been humanly possible in the face of um, surgery. That I could have just had this enormous peace of God. And uh, we, I mean, we we know the Bible tells us that. But to experience it in such a way, at such a a scary time, that if I'd have had any sense to the world, I would have been terrified that I was facing open heart surgery. But I just knew that God had greater things for me, and that He was going to bring me through this. He was going to bring me through this surgery. And um, so, at that hospital, and I won't mention the name of it, but at, at that hospital, uh, the doctor, for some reason, and I know the reason, it was it was a God thing was he did not want to do my surgery. He said that I had some kind of a, uh, a blood disorder that was, they were afraid that I would bleed out in surgery and that, that that hospital didn't want to do the surgery. Well, it turned out that at that time that that, that hospital had uh, a serious staff infection going on on the heart wing that I didn't know about. And for me, that was God getting me transferred out of there again, taking care of me, that, of things that I wasn't even aware that was going on around me. And um, so they transferred me to another hospital. I had the open-heart surgery. <laughs> and, again, no fear. I, I just I just had this sweet peace. When I went in to surgery, I was singing songs. I was joking with staff. And it was just such an amazing experience. And coming out of surgery, I wasn't on the bench, which they had told me that I was more than likely I would be. Uh, I wasn't on the vent, and I came out breathing on my own. I was in the hospital for four days after surgery, and they released me. I came out of the hospital just taking care of myself. I had gone to a festival that uh, in our community that week, and was just glorifying God on this one Sunday's service. Which for me, church is such a vital part of who I am. You know, it's not a social club for me. It's where I go to be ministered to every week and to get the Word of God. And to be without it, I was just terrified that after the surgery, I would be out of church and, and be discouraged because I wouldn't be getting the Word of God like I needed to. And I missed one Sunday, and I was back in church, and everybody was glorifying God and just amazed at how God had worked in my life. So for me, this Christmas... The whole reason that I'm here is because God had mercy on my soul, that he allowed me, this woman of God who always puts the cart before the horse, and, and I've always got so many irons in the fire, and I'm, I'm using all these quotes, but uh, it's true that I have so many things that I'm trying to get accomplished, and oftentimes they're not God things. There, there, are things that I just allow to come into my life and to eat up my time and to take my time away from the things that God wants me to focus on. And I think right now, one of the things that the Christmas time that God has really had me focusing on is the fact that you know, I've been given another chance to take care of myself with my health, and I've been given another chance to tell my family about the Lord Jesus Christ and what the birth meant but more importantly what the death of jesus christ meant and that that is the salvation of jesus christ and that's what we should be celebrating at christmas time so i'm excited that God's opened up this other opened up these doors of opportunity just like your radio program what a blessing you are to me today that you've given me this opportunity to share with women and encourage them that if you're having any kind of symptom that you'll take care of yourself because you, we are vessels. Uh, we had just, when we were talking before the, the radio interview and, and I said, I wanted to be a vessel and a voice for God. And what an amazing thing that is for God to use somebody such as I, who so I certainly don't feel worthy, but I just love people and I love God's people and I want to encourage them. And I just think women, especially we are so busy being caretakers that we're not taking care of
0: ourselves. Mm, that is so true. Sherry, God, uh, he, he answers prayer, and you certainly had a lot of people praying for you. And you're a writer and a speaker. You have uh, a blog. Tell our listeners today how they can follow you.
1: Yes, you can follow me online at thejesuschick.com. And I've been doing that for uh, probably about 10 years, I think I've been writing that blog. Um, I do speaking and I I sing. uh, I have several ministries where I use my singing to minister and encourage people. So any opportunity that I've been given, I've tried to use it to the best that I can to glorify God. Um, I'm an artist. So I, a lot of the things that I do, I've also got a piece of art attached to them uh, because God's given me this ability to Bible journal. So I can take, whenever I read scripture, I'm a very visual person. So I see images that come along with that, that make, them, uh, that make it a life application. And I, I use that to encourage people, uh, women and children, I do both those ministries. And uh, as far as uh, the elderly, I love going into uh, nursing homes and assisted living places and ministering in song and in word. And any opportunity that the, that the Lord opens up, I just love it.
0: Wow, that's great. Now, you've done some uh, speaking at the Revival in, where was that again? Was that in Mich- Michigan?
1: That was in Minnesota, in Minnesota. Minnesota. Mm-hmm.
0: Talk to me a little bit of what you saw there. Pardon? Talk to me a little bit about what you experienced at revival there.
1: Well, and this came uh, through uh, my friend Dewey Modi, who is from New Mexico, and we met online on Facebook. And I really Dewey at that time he was a TV personality and a radio. Just uh, jockey, and I just wanted to be friends with a Christian radio personality, so I sent him a, a friend request thinking, oh, he'll never friend me. Well, he did, and what a friend he has become. We have just encouraged each other. Well, Wyndham, Minnesota is his hometown, and he got a burden for his hometown to see souls saved and to see the churches revived in that community, and he mentioned it to me just in passing one day as we were talking on the phone and he asked me what I thought about it. And I said, I'd love to go, you know, I'd love to be a part of that. It was just immediate that God laid it on my heart that I needed to be a part of that ministry. And so Dewey, we, he planned the revival. Uh, we've had this, it's been the third year that we've, that uh, we've done the revival win in Minnesota. Uh, a lot of the people have come out for various reasons because he's had sports had sports people that have spoken there and for whatever reason they came out but every time that the people came out they always got the gospel and were encouraged and so i just love that opportunity um, to speak
0: he's god you know he said that he's looking for people that will go i remember sherry being at a service and this gentleman was speaking from i believe it was mexico and he he said, who will go? Who will go for me? And I raised my hand very quickly. And then, Amen. then you know, God says, it's time to go. You raised your hand. And he'll give me an assignment. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I did say I would go. Um but God's looking today for willing vessels that will go and share the gospel. It may not be going to Mexico. It may not be going to it may be sharing it with a neighbor. As you said, family, friends, coworker. Um, I believe that God is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. And I want to be found faithful, Sherry, and I'm sure you do too. You want to be found faithful to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ um, in every in every opportunity that he opens for us and he does give us the opportunity does he not he does tell me um you've done some work with the youth and i've been involved with a, an after school program that um just an encouraging worship uh, bringing some scripture doing an arts and crafts with the youth and they're under tremendous tremendous pressure today and families and just everything that they have to deal with. Talk to me today some of the things that you've done with youth.
1: Well over the years I think I've worked with the youth ministry probably fifteen years or maybe a little bit better. But um and that's through the Sunday school program and through our own church and youth ministry. But also uh for five years I did substance abuse prevention in our schools. And during that time it was just an awesome opportunity Because there's always this taboo about separation of church and state, and you can't mention the gospel in the schools. And, and, you know, I didn't go in there to preach. I mean, I went in there to to share um, the wisdom on how to keep kids off drugs and how to offer them other opportunities and things to do. But it's the. But God is so faithful. (laughs) Just like we were talking about being this willing vessel. If you make yourself available, you know, God will use you. And during that time, I had an office that was in the school. Again, I was not employed by the school. This was a substance abuse grant that I had received. But I was in the school, and the kids would stop by. And I don't know how many times during the day a kid would stop by. Sherry, will you pray with me today? Me to witness and to encourage kids for the cause of Christ, and um, as always, you know there was (laughs) there was always uh, the enemy came against me, and several times people were upset that I was mentioning Christ in a school. But you know, I never had any issues other than the original complaint. But God always protected me during those times and took care of me, and it was just an exciting time for me to be in that ministry.
0: Well, we know that it is prayer um, that changes things. And, you know, I've always said we're not always going to be available, but these kids need to know someone that they can call out to, that they can cry out to for help. And um, I can not think of anybody that um, is any closer to them than the person that created them, that knit them together and formed them in their mother's womb. And I just know I've seen his faithfulness, and I just... um, I just believe it's so important to teach them about the power of prayer and the power of the word of God. You know, um, Sherry, as believers in Jesus Christ and followers of Jesus, um, we need to believe that word and to see it and uh, manifest it. And he said, signs, wonders, and miracles will follow us. So once we step out, um, we can expect those miracles. Can you talk to me a little bit about that?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, again, whenever my salvation was a miracle. Um, <laughs> just whenever I was, I, I was brought up in a dead church, um, that where the gospel was preached, but not in a way that really taught me how to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So I was lost. I just. I I knew in a church that, like I said, had uh, the gospel was preached, but it wasn't preached in in a way that really taught me how to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So I was not saved. I never had any peace in my life. Um, And my husband, who was not saved at the time, he wanted to go to this church that was in our community. And the pastor who uh, led that church, I had met him several times, and he and I were like oil and water. We just, did not mix. Uh, There was nothing about this man I appreciated. And uh, so when my husband said he wanted to go hear this man preach, I was like, oh, I can suffer through it one time, and uh, then I'll be done. Well, that Sunday we went to church, and, and it was February 18th, 1996, and I will remember that day forever because it was the first day that I ever experienced Jesus Christ in such a way that I knew something had happened in my life and i told my husband i said i don't know what happened here today but i said i had three things against this preacher and that was his sermon topics and so i said i know god was in this building today so i came back i started serving the lord in that that church and i didn't get saved right away because I had been living this lie as, as far as being a part of a church where I was teaching Sunday school, I was uh, in the youth ministry, I was doing all this stuff in this church, but I didn't know Jesus myself, and so I was just embarrassed to let anybody know that I did not know Jesus Christ as my Savior, so I couldn't tell them that I was lost, and so I didn't know exactly how to be saved, but just praise God this church was faithful in how they presented the gospel. And every week I heard that salvation message that it was Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. That there was nothing that I could do. And I finally got that. Whenever I stopped trying to work my way to heaven, which is, was, was basically what I was trying to do, and I just cried out to God and said, Jesus, save me, and he did and so I I got saved, I got baptized, and immediately the Lord just opened up doors for me to serve Him. I had never sang in front of anybody. All of a sudden, I had this desire to sing, and nobody was any more shocked than I was that I could sing. And so God just opened up all of these wonderful opportunities. Well, those opportunities also led me to meeting wonderful people who encouraged me in the faith and discipled me, which is such a missing piece of our churches anymore. You know, we get these people and we lead them to Christ and then we're, they're like babies that we, we just leave them off onto their own and they, they don't have the skill sets in life to work in the ministry. Well, praise God, I was in a church that taught us how to live and how to work for the Lord. And so I, I took those skills that I had been taught and I started using them and serving the Lord. And every time I was go through a struggle in life, God would, he would do something amazing. There was this one time that David and I, were we were struggling uh, financially, and he my husband didn't know it because I didn't want to burden him with it. So I had, our our house payment was behind, and the bank was going to be knocking on our door at any given moment, and I hadn't told anybody. I mean, I hadn't not only, I didn't tell a soul, not my husband, not anyone that I owed this money. And so I go downtown one morning and I had had was having breakfast at one at a local restaurant and there was a, a pastor friend that had come up and, and was talking to me and he said, Sherry, he said, I don't know what's going on in your life, but um, the Lord laid it on my heart to give you something and he handed me a check and and I'm not a prosperity gospel Person, I don't believe that God, you know, He's going to make everybody millionaires. But that morning, it might as well have been a million dollars that I owed on our house because I wasn't any closer to coming up with a million dollars than I was the thousand dollars that I owed. And this man handed me out of the blue this check for a thousand dollars and said, "God laid you on my heart today to give you this money." What well, those God doesn't always provide like that, but there are those miracles in our lives. And I told the, the kids one day this summer, um, you know, I said one of the reasons that we don't, that that people aren't believing in miracles anymore is that Christians keep silent about them whenever they do happen because they don't want to be seen as a prosperity gospel person or somebody that, that um, just, that God provides every single detail of their life for, uh, and that they never want for anything. Well, I have things that I want, but I don't have anything that I need. God has provided everything that I need. Uh, did I say that correctly? Maybe not.
0: You I did. Don't, you did. He, God listen. is a.
1: He's Jehovah Jireh, our
0: provider. I remember reading yeah. that scripture, Sherry, and it said um, that God was our provider, and and I thought, boy, that's really is that really true? I went and asked my pastor, I said, do you think I can really believe this? And he said, yes, you can. And you know, it's exactly true. God does provide what we need. Um, You know, I I encourage people to pray, talk to Jesus. You know, um, he knows, he sees everything and he wants to show himself strong um, on the earth today. You know, the the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And we were created in the image of God. And he wants to journey. He wants to show himself that you can trust him. Like you said, you know, he's, he's, um, he's a good God. And he knew that you needed that money for your home. And he provided it.
1: Well, I just what a testimony it was. Um, you know, what a testimony it was that, that I could share that with others. And I didn't share it for a long time because, you know, I was embarrassed that I had gotten in that, that position to start out with. But then God opened, he opened up that opportunity for this man um, to bless me. And so who am I to deny God that praiseworthy time in my life? Uh, The health thing, you know, again, I wasn't taking care of myself. God knows that, you know, we all make mistakes, whether it's financially, whether it's through our health. So many things that that can happen in our life, We're, we're human and we can make mistakes, but God can use those mistakes to receive glory from whatever he brings us out. And, you know, we need to turn. You know, that's what repentance is all about. It's about turning away and going the other direction from what you've been doing. And so for me this year, you know, I'm trying to eat healthier. I'm trying to exercise. I'm trying to do all the things that I should have been doing all along uh, to be a healthy person. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to give more to God and take and take on less myself. And that's what we need to remember this holiday season is not to get so wrapped up in, all of the events that we're going to, but we should be wrapped up in the experience of those events. Where is God at in it? Can we find God, even if it's a a secular event, can we find God in it and what he wants us to do, how he wants to be glorified in that? You know, maybe it's a public dinner, just, you know, a community dinner. But, you know, hallelujah, how many times have I been asked to pray over a public dinner, and I get to share the gospel just in a prayer? Just when somebody sees me bow my head and thank Jesus for food, you know that's an that's an opportunity that we don't see as you know maybe it's, to the world that that seems trivial. But any opportunity to praise God is not trivial. That's right. Well, Sherry,
0: it's been a privilege to have you on the broadcast today. I look forward to meeting you in person someday, and and um, I know that I want to continue to be involved in revival across this nation and to the nations. And so, I always like to end the broadcast with prayer. Would you take a few moments and pray for our listeners today?
1: I sure would. Father God, Lord, we just thank you, God, for Angel, Father, for her ministry, Jesus. It's we just God, ask you, God. Jesus, that you would just bless this ministry, that you will bless them. Lord, all those that are guided through this Christmas season, God, that they will be able to share, Father, the, the miracle of the birth of Jesus Christ, Father, and most importantly, God, Father, the miracle that this Savior God, that he was willing to die as a man, God, that he was willing to take on the sins of this world, God, that we might experience his righteousness, God. There is no righteousness in us, but God, that there is full righteousness through the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank you for Angel. I thank you, God, for her ministry. And Lord, I just ask you, Jesus, Father, that you will use her in a a mighty way, God, that you will bless her ministry, Father, that you will take it places that she can't even, Father, she hasn't even dreamed about yet. God, just pray, Jesus, you'll just your richest anointing upon her god that whenever she speaks god that her father that your anointing will be felt throughout through the radio wave god however it is that she is given an opportunity to speak the gospel of jesus christ lord that you will just use her as a mighty vessel god that you will use her as a mighty voice for we ask it all lord in the name of jesus christ our savior and lord and i thank you god for this day and amen
0: well thank you sherry And thank you, listeners, for joining me today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments. Well, thank you, Sherry. And thank you, listeners, for joining me today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.